0: Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello, and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome, all of you, Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you're addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I'm a Dynasty Freak, which means I love drafting, trading, and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So to use, let's t- talk some dynasty on episode number 186. We are actually going to look at another one of my rookie drafts. I Hope you're having fun during your rookie draft season. It's been a blast for me uh, doing just a different draft every single week. I got another one going on right now. And then I think there's just kind of a pause. There's a few more that start in June. I've got one with my Freak League that we always do in person on Labor Day weekend. So that's kind of fun to see how the uh, rookie draft changes from right now to like right after you've seen all the preseason games. But it's about time to end this season, but thought I'd give you one more look at a uh, rookie draft that took place in what I call my Keeper League. Um, and this league actually took over an orphan, I think it was about six years ago in this league. I've definitely steadily rebuilt the team, making it into a playoff contender, uh, but I've yet to reach the Super Bowl. <laughs> and my team is actually getting quite old. And so I think it's kind of a make it or break year for me, make it or break it, and I think it's happened right here. Um, I need to decide if I should shift into rebuild mode or if I should continue to contend but not take home the top prize. Uh, definitely, I looked at the rosters this week, there are definitely four rosters that are way better than mine, and so I'm going to need some injury luck or breakout performances to win this league. Uh, this Keeper League, that, that's just the name of it, called the Keeper League. It is a Dynasty League, not a Keeper League. That's just the name of the league. Uh, but this Keeper League, it is a 10-team league, half PPR, one quarterback league, but it's, like, it's switching to Superflex next season. So that's pretty fun. It's the first time that I've been part of a league that actually did a switch in mid you know, midway through the dynasty to change to super flex. In this league, we start 10 players, one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, one tight end, one flex. And yes, we still have a kicker and a defense in this league. Rosters balloon all the way up to 40 after the rookie draft, but then they have to get cut down to 30 before the, I mean, the final preseason game. So 300 players rostered, pretty pretty normal for a, a dynasty league, um, even if it has a kicker and a defense. The unique thing about this league is 10 teams only four teams make the playoffs, which I found that I really like. In a couple of my other 10-team leagues, I have six teams that make the playoffs. And sometimes I feel like the best team doesn't win, you know, like just because any lucky thing can happen. And so I kind of like that this one only, only allows four teams to make the playoffs. Another unique feature is, is the team that uh, finishes uh, first has the highest seed in the playoffs. They get to actually pick the team that they want to play among the other three teams. So that's kind of a fun way to do it. Last year, I finished sixth place in this, in this league. And so I was picking from the sixth spot during each round of this rookie draft, apart, of course, from the times that I traded. And you'll see I traded out of a couple rounds, uh, traded picks away. So anyway, let's talk about some of these picks. Again, I try to remind you about this. You can go to the website and actually look at the article where I post all the picks in order. So if you haven't done your rookie drafts yet, it gives you a chance just to kind of look at the ADP of what it looks like in real leagues that are happening, um, you know, with real managers selecting these picks. And I'll tell you right off the bat, this one was way different from the other the other uh, drafts that I've been a part of so far this season. Round one went like this: Brees Hall, Drake London, Kenneth Walker, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, Chris Olave, Rashad White, Jameson Williams, George Pickens, Sky Moore. Those are the top ten picks in the first round. I'll start by talking about the player that I picked, Chris Olave. Olave was my pick again, and I'm not going to rehash my thoughts, you know, um, about the what I really see, believe to be a tear break after. After uh, pick number six right here, um, I talked about that last week. So go back and listen last week if you want to do it because I drafted Olave um, at that same spot last last week. So suffice it to say, I have a lot of Olave. I've drafted Olave in all three rookie drafts where I've picked between six and pick one ten. Uh, I really think too what's been fun this week is there's been a lot of hype around Olave uh, has picked up. You know since the coaches spoke about how well he did during minicamp, and then since the Saints you know reported that Michael Thomas has still not been cleared to play. And so I figured he was going to be the one that failed me at 1.6, and I was happy just to sit there and take him. As for some of the other picks in this round, particularly noticeable was Rashad White going at number 7 and George Pickens going at 9. Uh, this is the earliest I've seen White and Pickens get drafted. Uh, White's gone in all of my drafts between picks 14 and 16, and he's my 17th-ranked rookie. But to see him drafted here at 7, that was quite a surprise uh, to me. Uh, to see him selected even ahead of James Cook, the consensus RB3 in this rookie class was also a shocker. Uh, the manager who picked him does live in Arizona, so maybe he's seeing with some sun devil eyes. That could be a possibility for sure. Um, and I was also on the Pickens front, I've yet to see him selected ahead of Sky Moore and Christian Watson, which he was in this draft pick here at number nine. You know, I've said, said this before, you know, but Pickens, you know, was the last of, of the players that what I consider tier two, but I have him tier two at pick number 13, ranked number 13 in my rankings do consider him the last of the tier, but here he has picked four picks higher at number nine. Uh, pins, picks one through six were pretty chalky in this rookie draft, but picks six through 13 were very, very different from previous rookie drafts that I've been a part of. Round two went like this. James Cook, so there he goes finally in the second round. James Cook, then Tyler Algier, Christian Watson, David Bell, Damian Pierce, Jahan Dotson, uh, Isaiah Spiller, Alec Pierce, Zamir White, and John Mechie, kind of a different uh, second round for sure. James Cook, as like I already said, went after um, Rashad White. But then right after Cook was Tyler Algier. And so this is by far the highest that I've seen Algier drafted. At 2.2 in a 10-team league, uh, he's the last pick of the first round in a 12-team league. So really, he's pick number 12. His ADP in my other leagues was 19. Yet, serious here he's picked at, at 12. So 19 in my other leagues, here he was picked at 12. Uh, he was selected by the same manager that drafted Rashad White earlier than usual. Uh, the top two running backs, his top two running backs on his team, I went to go look back at his roster, are David Montgomery and Damian Harris. So maybe he was just drafting for need, trying to build up some depth of that running back group. He also did have the, the pick that drafted Garrett Wilson in round one. So maybe after drafting the best player available, 1.4, and Garrett Wilson, you know, adding wide receiver depth, he thought he could afford to draft for need with these next two picks, which is what he did. Still, I was very surprised to see the player that I have ranked 7th be the one that falls to me at pick number 16 as a result of all these picks that were really um, quite surprising. Because what fell to me then at pick uh, 2.6, pick number 16 in the draft overall was Jahan Dotson. I figured that Christian Watson's fall would end before it got to my picks, but I I would love to have drafted Watson to add into one of my squads there. So I was really just kind of waiting on David Bell or Jahan Dotson to fall to me And I knew, like I said on the previous podcast, I knew I was going to get a lot of the Dotson this year because I have a rank higher than any other Dynasty analyst that I've seen, and I'm sure higher than many Dynasty managers. I've drafted him twice now. I picked him with pick number 10, 1.10 in my diehard league, and here I drafted him at pick 2.6, which is pick 16. I've said enough about my love for Dotson, so I'm not going to explain myself again, but his college production profile, his draft capital, and his, quote, best hands of the draft, end quote, that label assigned to him by NFL scouts was enough for me to be confident in him becoming the wide receiver. He could be like a wide receiver three um, on my roster for a very long time. I really believe that he will be. And around three now, round three went like this. Brian Robinson, uh, Tyquan Thornton, Kenny Pickett, uh, Terryon Davis-Price, Wondell Robinson, Jalen Tolbert, which was my pick, Hassan Haskins, Trey McBride, Desmond Ritter, and Romeo Dubs. As for this number two pick in the third round, Traequan Thornton. Uh, Thornton was a reach in this rookie draft, just as I think he was a reach by the Patriots in the NFL draft. Thornton's ADP in my rookie draft so far has been pick 30, and here he was drafted 22nd. Uh, You guys know this about me. Speed is the one trait that I value least among wide receivers, though many NFL teams and many dynasty managers disagree with me. That's okay. That's just my take. Thornton is a freaky athlete, and I do like to take flyers on athletic players in the later rounds of rookie drafts, but this is too early. In the third round, pick number 22, which, you know, if this was a 12-team league, that would be a second-round pick, a pick number 22. And then you just had that fact that he came from a school with a lousy track record of producing NFL receivers and was drafted by a team with a terrible record of selecting wide receivers who become fantasy-relevant. Um, just all, 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 you know, dings in him. So I was very surprised to see him get drafted higher than I've seen in any other draft. Then there was pick number 23, or, yeah, 23, was Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett fell all the way to the third round of this 10-team draft, 10-team league, and that's just far too much, especially for a team that's transitioning to super flex next year. I tried throughout this round to trade up for Pickett, and Tyler Lockett was the player that I offered to managers in this round for for their pick, which I thought was pretty fair, you know, for a third-round pick to give away Tyler Lockett. Um, After all, I traded a second-round pick, a rookie pick last year, to get him in this league, so I traded the second round here. I'm trying to offer him for a third-round pick but unlike most dynasty analysts, I had Pickett ranked as my top-ranked quarterback from the end of the college season all the way through the, to the NFL draft, and I think he can become a consistent starter and a great QB two and superflex lineup. In this ten-team league, you know uh, there are you know it's not as dire as in a twelve-team league. You know to make sure you grab all the quarterbacks. I do think the quarterbacks you know weren't getting pushed up the board as much because of this ten-team league. But still, for a quarterback in a team that's in a league that's transitioning to superflex. Um, to last till the third round. I think that's far too far. Next thing I'll mention in this draft was 3.6. was My pick was Jalen Tolbert. I picked Tolbert here in the third round, though I debated pretty hard between him and Hassan Haskin, who was drafted right after him. I have Haskin ranked eight spots lower than Tolbert. Uh, the difference is between 23rd-ranked pick to 31st-ranked pick. But I really needed running, de- running back depth in this roster, as I kind of read you my roster later. You'll see that's true. However, when it came down to it, when I was on the board... I just felt like when I was on the clock, I had to just stay true to my board, and I drafted Tolbert. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do uh, with the Cowboys. Uh, Dallas lost a lot of wide receiver depth this offseason, and Michael Gallup's still recovering from his ACL injury. Um, I like James Washington, too, and I added him to a lot of my dynasty rosters after he signed with Dallas. But Tolbert's the player that Dallas drafted, and they drafted him on day two of the draft. Um, he's not the player that they just picked up, James Washington, that is, just and signed a one-year contract just to see what they could do trying to fill holes in free agency before Tolbert became available in the draft. And so Tolbert, I'm excited to have him. At least on one of my squads. I'm a Cowboy fan too, but that doesn't play a part of my role. He really was my highest player on the board at that point. Next, let's uh, go and talk about round four. Round four went like this. Malik Willis, Jelani Woods, Khalil Shakir, Sam Howell, Matt Corral, Gianta Ingram, Snoop Connor, Calvin Austin, Justin Ross, and Danny Gray, this one comment to make about this round four, which I didn't have a pick in, uh, was really after Malik Willis, uh, first pick of the fourth round. As I already mentioned, we are transitioning to a Superflex league next season, so Willis was really an excellent pickup right here at this part of the draft. Um, and I think that he, you know, started a quarterback run, which was way overdue at this point in the draft, given that we're you know transitioning to Superflex. It was Willis, Howell, and Corral were all drafted. Um, this round, and just right before Malik Willis was Desmond Ritter in the in the third round. So you could say maybe Desmond Ritter is the one that started this quarterback run. Either way, uh, this is kind of puts a little value on what people really think about this quarterback class, even in a super flex league, uh, the Superflex League, That one that's transitioning to Superflex leagues, these quarterbacks are falling uh, quite a bit. On to round five. Round five went like this: uh, Velas Jones, uh, Jerome Ford, Greg Dulcich, Jared S- Jared Stearns, uh, Abram Smith, Kevin Harris. Paris Campbell, our first non-rookie, Tyler Beatty, uh, Kyle Phillips, and Kyron Williams. So here in the fifth round, uh, picks 41 through 50. Uh, what surprised me most was Dulcich at pick number four point three or 5.3. I really think it's criminal for Dulcich to fall this far in rookie drafts. He's the 44th pick in this draft, or I would be the 43rd pick in this draft, yet he's my 25th ranked rookie. So that's crazy. Huge difference there from 43 to 25. I think dynasty managers are far too concerned about Albert O. than they ought to be. Dolchis was drafted in the third round by the Broncos. That means that they have plans for him, and I think that he will see the field immediately. I'm not saying he's going to come like a fantasy starter in year one, but I think he's going to be a streamable tight end sooner than later, and I do believe he's going to be Denver's primary pass-catching tight end right away. Dolchis was a steal with this pick, I think, uh, making me regret not you know, that I did trade away my fourth and fifth round picks in this uh, this draft i can't even remember how i lost him i didn't trade them during the draft i traded them during the season last year makes me think darn i wish i would have had those Dolces was a steal with this pick uh, kind of making me regret if he w- if i was on the clock at 4.6 last round i would have gladly quickly taken him then but here he goes in the fifth round and the very last pick of the fifth round i thought i mentioned kyron williams uh man williams was also a steal this late in the draft i hate to admit it now but williams was actually my fourth ranked rookie running back. In the class back when i was just watching film before the nfl combine before the draft however his you know very poor athletic numbers in the combine and his very poor draft capital did make me move him way down my board to 33 in my rankings but here at 33 he was selected here pick number 50. so i consider that a bargain while his draft capital was bad pick five in the fifth round pick 21 by the rams i think his landing spot was actually very favorable i think he could carve out a role with the rams and on passing downs at the very least and at best, he could become like a one-two punch with either Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson two years from now, depending on which one is still on their squad. Like Dolches, I think Williams fell way too far in this draft. Now, in this rookie draft, we actually have six rounds. Most of mine don't have six rounds. This is the only league that I'm in that has six rounds, but it is a 10-team league. So it's kind of like the equivalent of having five rounds in a 12-team league. But here's how the sixth round went. Eric Uzukanama, <laughs> however you say his name. Ty Chandler, Pierre Strong... T.J. Pledger, Derek Young, uh, Robert Tunyon, Kennedy Brooks, Bo Melton, Carson Strong, Isaiah Pacheco. So com- a couple comments here. First, I'll say Pierre Strong. Man, he fell way too far. You've heard me talk about him too many times. as one of my favorite late-round targets. But when I was talking about late-round, I said I'm trying to grab him in the third round of drafts, which is where I have drafted him in one of my leagues in the late third round. But here he falls to the sixth round. Unreal to me can't believe that he fell uh, so far. I would have been ecstatic if I could have grabbed him. If he would have just fell three more picks, he could have fell to me. Because with that, I had picked 6.6 and 6.7, where I drafted Robert Tunyon and Kenyon Brooks. I just felt like it was best to draft a non-rookie and a UDFA at this point you know, with Tunyon and Brooks. There's a lot of new faces in Green Bay, but Tunyon is the familiar one for Aaron Rodgers. I have depth at the tight end already, but I'd like to see how you know the passing game kind of plays itself out during Green Bay. Hopefully, we'll catch some idea of that during training camp and during some preseason games. If I decide to keep Tunyon, he's worth adding this late. As for Brooks, I do have Miles Sanders on my squad, and I do want to see if Brooks can make the Eagles active roster after the preseason. Um, And the fact that Matt Waldman loves Brooks, he keeps talking about him, so I'm banking on his eye for the running back position. Um, I've definitely targeted him with my last pick and most of my drafts, but other other savvy managers Uh, and maybe other Matt Waldman listeners have beat me to the punch in most of my leagues, but I was happy to add him here like I did in my draft uh, last week as well. Let me just briefly talk about my roster, what I'm thinking about trying to do with this team in this league. Um, As I mentioned in the introduction here, I do think this is a make or break year for me. Um, I really need my quarterbacks um, and Miles Sanders uh, particularly to break out this year to have a chance to compete for a championship. If they don't, I think I need to start trading players for picks and start rebuilding Because it is a 10-team league, there's always the temptation to to stick it out because I think you can rebound pretty quickly in a 10-team league. But that said, I found myself outside of the four, you know, four-team playoffs the last two years in a row and picking from the fifth or sixth spot, you know, every single year, instead of moving up into that first through fourth and being able to pull the trigger on some better players uh, really early in the draft, particularly running backs, as you'll see. Uh, This league is very active in, in trading. And so given that's the case, um, I think that I could you know, trade off some players for some picks, and I'm going to know really soon if that's what I need to do. So real quickly, here's what my roster looks like at quarterbacks. I've got Tua, Tungvalola, Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, Marcus Mariota. So this is by far the worst group of quarterbacks I have on any of my rosters, for sure. I desperately need Tua to break out this season you know, with all the new weapons that the team has surrounded him with. And then I also need Daniel Jones to do the same with his new coaching staff that they surrounded him with. So if that doesn't happen, if not, I'm going to be looking for quarterbacks in the first round of next year's rookie draft as we transition to Superflex. It's a pretty bad situation for me at quarterback there. Then at running back, I've got Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, uh, Kareem Hunt, Chase Edmonds, um, Naheem Hines, Samaj P. Ryan, and now Kennedy Brooks. Uh, Running back is by far my weakest position. Chubb is one of my all-time favorite players, uh, but this roster is full of question marks after Chubb and it's also really thin with a number of players. Uh, not, not something I like to do. Normally, I like to have a lot of backup players that are there in case an injury happens to someone, but here I've only got uh, seven running backs on this roster. I've not finished poorly enough, like I said, to get one of those top four picks in the NFL draft where you can really draft some of those elite running backs. I keep getting the fifth, sixth, seventh picks in these drafts and haven't been able to rebuild that way. And so um, this is the one that I really need to think about, um, that I need you know some first round picks and if it gets to it, I need to start trading away some players so I can move up and get a couple first-rounders next year, particularly in a super flex year when hopefully some quarterbacks will be taken earlier. If some of my quarterbacks can bust out, I won't need that, and then I can wait for some running backs to fall to me, uh, given the people who are taking quarterbacks. But time will tell. As for the strength of my team and his wide receivers, I've got Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, Brandon Cooks, Darnell Mooney, Tyler Boyd, Robert Woods, Jarvis Landry, Brian Edwards, Jalen Rager, now I have Chris Olave, Jahan Dotson, and Jalen Tolbert. I do think my wide receivers are the strength of my team, but they are getting older, particularly when we think about Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, Brendan Cooks, Um, those are uh, Robert Woods, Jarvis Landry. They've been steady starters for me for all the time since I've had the team, but this is what happened. This is really what can really set you back. Both of my rookie picks two seasons ago, Jalen Rager and Brian Edwards, first, second round, they've become busts, and I just can't afford that to happen with this year's rookies, Chris Olave, Jahan Dotson, and Jalen Tolbert. I need at least two of them to bust out. And what I really need is I need some of these receivers to have great years because they're going to be some of the bargaining chips and some of the only bargaining chips that I have if I choose to go the rebuild rebuild route. As for tight ends to close out, I've got Dallas Goddard, <coughs> Dawson Knox, Austin Hooper, Albert O, Mo Cox, and now Robert Tunyon. I do have a you know tier two tight end starter with Goddard, but then I just kind of got a bunch of streamable guys other than that. Um, I need Knox to really expand his role with the Bills, and I need Hooper to get back to his Atlanta ways uh, with his new team in Tennessee to make me feel comfortable with my depth, but I do believe that they can both do that. I'm not too worried about my tight end, and so my best players uh, tight end Goddard, and uh, having Goddard there, and uh, Nick Chubb, and some of my receivers, they're going to be the type of players that I need to break out for something for me to have some trade bait late in the season, so... That's what my keeper team looks like. hope this has been fun for you just to think about how the drafts go and how I'm thinking about my team. I'd encourage you guys to do the same with yours. Take a, take a, take a little stock, take an assessment of your team, and think about what you might be planning to do after your rookie drafts. So it's a great time to do that. All right, that's a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening and make it a two-way conversation. Anytime by contacting me at DynastyFreaks at gmail.com. That's DynastyFreaks with two E's. Much better on email than I am with Twitter, so... Hit me up that way. I'd be honored, too, if you take time to rate and review the podcast so you can help me, the little independent podcaster, get sound by more uh, Dynasty Freaks like yourself. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there. And get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at Longhorn Justin.